the Dude Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dude Fox Podcast. I'm Paul, he's Ronnie, and can Abdi stop getting the fakes? And who had 70 minutes in the penalty to the Rangers, sweetie? Join the conversation on our socials. We are at Dude Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, Feeks, Young Team, The Rangers Review, Hibs Preview, Loan Report, Women's Team, Injury List, Lottery, Games or Goals, and On This Day with the Arab Archive. It's all coming up on episode 126 of the Dode Fox Podcast. Hi, I'm Johnny Russell and you're listening to the Dode Fox Podcast. So welcome back to the award-winning Dude Fox podcast with the multi-award winning Paul McNichol and the ruggedly handsome Ronnie Costello. Um, I just says to you there, Paul, that uh, this could have been different. This could have been difficult. This could have been horrendous, this recording. Given uh, Ahan, we were here during the weeks, a boy's licking door handles and uh, being positive and all this kind of stuff. And we just thought... Phew. If there was any game you're thinking, probably didn't want to be going there. We we a bunch of twelve year olds and seen how we got on, but uh, I don't think it's going to be that way. No, I should the the conversation should be a wee bit more upbeat. I would I would hope certainly, unless you've lost to your marbles. So pre match, Abdi had the feeks. That's what we're talking for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Abdi did um, six changes due to COVID issues and injuries. Out went Benji, Freeman, Fuchs, Harks, Pollock, Niskanen. In came uh, Carson, Sporla, Mockray, Mikasin, Moore and Watson. Four teenagers starting, including 16-year-old Craig Moore. Uh, a midfield three of Mockray, Mikasin and Moore gave him an average age of eight and a half. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're, again, I mean, we've got the respect in the world. You, you do still look at the team and go, Jesus, I mean... Uh, it's going uh, to be uh, some ask a day. Oh, I, I noticed uh, you that on Twitter. I noticed. Feared, feared the worst. I was all for no showing up. We <laughs> starting the three nine, uh, and you know what? That was before the team came out. Never mind when the team came out. But uh, yeah, it was. It, it was. I mean, hats off in the first place because there's a lot of guys out there, and I don't know the, the exact details of what's happened to other clubs that have had games off. We were missing a healthy scalper first team regulars there yesterday but uh, it was never never in the thinking to call off uh, the manager clearly believes in the players even the, even Craig Moore and we will get to him but when I saw his name on the team sheet I was damned if I could remember what his first name was could not remember what it was at all uh, but I can it now and I'll not forget it uh, so it, it was when it came out it was a it was a wee bit of a shock but it wasn't because we kind of had Heard rumours that there was going to be a few boys missing, uh, but uh, it was uh, it wasn't a, a it wasn't an unenjoyable watch, yeah, shall we say? You'd obviously said for a a few days, certainly. Ken, let's do about turning up and tap the three nine and and whatever else. And I think when when you do bring up can other clubs have got postponements. I think the ruling is, listen, this could be fucked. This could be Dode Fox fuck territory. But I'm li- I believe you must have 13 players, including two goalkeepers, over the age of 18. As long as you have that, you have to fulfil the fixture. Okay. So when you actually looked at the team, I, I think the only and under uh, 18 that started just Moore. was Moore. Yeah. So there's yeah. 10 players right away that were already ticking that box and you're thinking... I wish some of these boys hadn't grown up yet again. But, <laughs> and like you say, the, t- the team comes out and, and Abdi would have went, 
Morning young team Just get, And I saw loads of comments And it was a case of Just go and do What you've been taught to do Go and do What you train every day And you can only Get your best And listen When you're throwing in boys I think it's Dan Watson First start as well mm-hmm. Craig Moore's First start Obviously that, Listen Let's know And it's not been uh, it, It's not been Disrespectful or anything But people A lot of people Will know Ken Why he is Ken Why not Maybe just heard the name In, in the in the loan reports Or, or just or whatever the, Or the academy games Exactly But then you're looking at Chris Mockery's been In and around the squad But it's not a big run uh, Young Erch has just come back With big fans of him But you're thinking That's a lot of young boys To go in But they should all be hungry And they were They were well up for it yesterday And that was the yeah, The kind of main thing absolutely were Obviously, the and next be- thing was to work out was how we're lining up. Like, was playing war the other day. Yeah, but like when you saw the team, like straight away, I was thinking that's clearly we're not going to flat back 10 today because we've got boys like Glass. Oh, that, oh, that was another in your shouts. Flat back 10. That was another Flat end. back 10. I was all for that until I saw the team. Uh, Mika's in. Like, these guys are all attacking players. All attacking. And, and Watson as well, although we didn't utilise him in an attacking way, really. Uh, but he's an attacking player, so I thought, well, we're going to we're going to be going for this year, mm. and we certainly did. We've done our best. Yeah, and the the lead up, obviously, that that hour once you see the team kick off, you're you're throwing every scenario through your head of mm. just going get 110 percent boys, and basically go and tell the manager, go and show the manager that you should be playing there. You should you you are taking your chance. You are mm. going to do that. That's the starting eleven, right? Obviously, Sporler comes back in. Trevor Carson come back in. I think we all we've all agreed we've got a very able deputy to to Benji there. But when boys like Ian Hart's played every game, Jean de Fuchs played every game when he's been available. The sheep injured. Liam Smith still no back. You know you've still there's still questions to be answered. Dylan Lever obviously we knew was injured as well. Massive massive ask for 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 those boys and. It was just a case of start, but that, that first hour, seeing the team and then it was getting there and it felt like a long hour, by the way. And I'm just, again, I was just working out, the same as you going, right? I'm not, I'm not going flat back 10. I thought we might play a 5-5. Five, five. Uh, and it seemed to be like a 3-5-2, 5-3-2 or whatever. Watson and Sporla's wing backs. Yeah. And what a shift the two of them put in. Yeah, it was yeah. incredible. But you go to Ibrox, it's never, ever going to be easy but it was important to start as well as we could. And, and we did. I thought we did as well. We, we, we had the first shot in about three minutes. Mm. We had a great wee move and then uh, Nicky Clark had, had uh, the snapshot. Ah, so <laughs> that, that certainly brightened spirits in my living room when I was watching it. Uh, thinking, Christ, we've actually had more shots this week already than we did last week against Livingston. But it was, it was, really, it was really heartening to see the whole performance uh, and the way that some of these young boys performed uh, big I mean I, I think I said last week about Archie Mikas and I was like he come on last week he done alright I would like to see him get Mero Mero a chance in the team but but maybe Ibrox isn't the place for him well again, he got his chance at Ibrox yesterday and I thought he, he was absolutely outstanding in what he was doing because these boys they're all good football players uh, like they're they're no and this is not a criticism it's just the way that they're coached and the way that football is these days but they're not like a Davey Bowman type of player either they're not going to throw themselves out of place into challenges. 
But yesterday they had to they had to put bodies on the line and they had to get stuck in because they were up against a team that's let's be honest they've got better players. That's just the way it goes. Uh, but they all did that. Every one of them to a man done that. They stuck to their task. They more than more than match Rangers in many many ways, and uh, they can all hold their heads high after what they what they played like yesterday. And like you said, it's all about just just being brave as well. You know what I mean? Mm. They say created chances and, and opportunities, but and at the same time, you know, midfield stayed really compact, but really disciplined, forced loads of turnovers. And the thing is, it's three young boys, that's what I'm saying. Mokri, Mikasin and Moore, three really young boys, but just were in the game. Very little experience. And I'll tell you what, Mikasin and Mokri, well, Mikasin especially took in for the team when he got his book in. Mokri, I didn't actually think was that bad a tackle, but... Wee bit streetwise there, which we've been saying for a while. I'd love us to be a wee bit arsehole now and again. And yeah. I think young Arts just knew he had to take in. I did like him saying, Alan, you're the referee. It's my first, first foul. foul. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's quite yeah. the rule. I think it should be first fouls for E, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. No, the times have changed for that. No, it was, it was a book and Mockery's was unlucky. But as you say, I thought it was a smart foul. I mean, people will argue, ah, it was way in Rangers half when he's when he's committed it yeah it was but like they were on the break you know we had men out of position because of that so I think it was a, a smart foul too many times I mean look the goal the other week Tom Rodgick if somebody just had nailed him on the sideline he doesn't score that goal uh, but you wait too long and then by the time you you get close enough to tackle him he's in your box and you can't tackle him so no I think it was I think it was excellent for Mockley to take a hit for the team there and uh, it was it was a nice end for Archie as well I think I mean the big thing is again the only start that matters is always the result and we'll obviously get to that but for other possession Rangers were having at times they weren't doing anything weird no I mean you could you can count on one hand like the saves that Carson's made he had two in the first half where it was Tavernier had a long range shot which was comfortable enough and Morelos hit her just straight on half time and then there was one, there was a really big save in the second half where I think that's when uh, Moore got injured. It was, uh, I think it was, right. I think it was right. Yeah, right. Uh, kicked him. And it was, it was a mistake. Like, well, it was no mistake. It was an accident. He, he's obviously slid into block it and Wright's booted him uh, completely unintentional. And uh, But that was a great save for Carson Nine. But in general, we didn't, uh, we, were, we were not under the cosh. You know, I, I mean, that's the second time this season that we've went to Glasgow and we've been incredibly brave, I, I think. And probably a wee bit of mere, if you're tacking hats off to the manager, it's, it's you're tacking mere hats off for the performance at Ibrox because of the the hand that he'd been dealt, like the squad that he was uh, left with to pick for. Whereas at, at Parkhead, at least that was kind of our first choice. And we played very well that day. And well, we probably should have won it, like we keep saying, if Big Louis scores at the end. But yesterday, we went there looking like we were going to be needing snookers. And uh, we performed brilliantly, I, I felt, considering. And I can, I can lost and bit to bit, but there's definitely ways that you can lose and you can take a lot of positives and there's ways that you lose and it's just an absolute write-off. Uh, this was one where you take loads of positives, yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, anyway, like the, one of the main positives was the, the laddie Moore. I thought he was brilliant. And for some, like, and he's, he's 16, and I think he's just turned 16 as well, a couple of months ago, so... What a performance for him! Absolutely fearless, and it's the, it's the way that like, I I often think that these boys should be fearless. These boys should be able to run a day, but 
Abdi's different. Like I, I get the fear at certain things. I get the fear watching United Rangers. Never mind actually performing in front of the fifty thousand bears that are there, booing you off on a stretcher and and all that shite. Arseholes. But uh, yeah, it was just bad games. But uh, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought they were all all very good. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. Considering, if people are honest, they probably wouldn't have heard of him no, before the game. No. But we, we, we will not forget him now. Here's in for you. Where did Trevor Carson's kicker come from? I don't know. Well, if you were listening to the... Did you watch it on the Rangers TV? Did you get that feed? Or that, did you? That, that is the unfortunate feed that I had to the, well, bear same, witness to. Same. So uh, I think they were, they were kind of joking about he was in Newcastle for the, the night out that we all, we're, we're all aware of and maybe something happened in Newcastle but I have no idea it might have just been a, a training ground incident he might have been cheeky his wife she might have gave him a left and then a right who knows probably fell off we the speculating. bucket probably fell off the bucket Bronco and Bronco it, it was an absolute cracker of a kicker though <laughs> it's a beauty beauty <laughs> it was <laughs> I just I didn't care if I'd missed something and it <clears throat> happened during the match or whatever but um, what were you thinking at half time uh, get the pairs on. Indeed. Get the pairs what on. About what you were watching? <laughs> didn't burn them. That was my main thoughts. <laughs> uh, I didn't, you know what? I didn't watch any of the half time nonsense because it was Shelley Kerr and it was Neil McCann. And nah, it's, it's no for me. I could have imagined what that would have been like. But uh, performance wise, I was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No very insightful for United point of view. Uh, but I was, I was more than happy. More than happy we what uh, what we were seeing. Uh, I felt I felt fairly comfortable. I, if I'm being honest, I never felt that we were going to nick it until the very very end when we've actually hit the bar. But at half time, I was sitting there thinking we we might get a point out here today because they're no overly troubling us yet, and uh, and we're holding our own. So I was I was full of hope come half time, uh, and it was hope that wasn't there pretty much. What about when uh, Mockley just decided to go fifty yards up the park with the ball? And then, as usual, you're thinking, I'd love him to stick it in the top bin, but it might just scurry into the box, and that's kind of what i done. That's what he's good at. He's good at carrying the ball forward, and it's something that we don't have many players that can do. You know, people might knock some aspects of his game, but you kind of knock that aspect. Like he's very, very good at carrying the ball and getting your whole team uh, right up the park. Uh, and he does it. It's incredibly gracefully as well. No, he just kind of glides across that park when he's doing that. Uh, and yeah, the end result wasn't great. It was a bit of a tame shot, but uh, it was good. I, that's what he's good at. If we can get him, if, when he's in the team, if we can get him doing things like that, then we'll be doing all right. Mm. Uh, it was the 65th minute is when uh, Moore and Carson kind of sensationally denied uh, Scott mm. right in the end. Uh, it seems that uh, he's, he's taken a kick, like you said, an accidental one. Uh but you would think it's probably going to be a few weeks for someone like that, and which is really unfortunate given we've got a wee taste of what he might be able to bring as a young player. And you're thinking, I'd love to see him again, get more and more opportunities. But he's just played at Ibrox in his debut in uh, class. Played brilliantly. Uh, I know, but like if if everybody's back for the next game, he's probably not even he's probably not even going to be on the bench. I, w- I wouldn't imagine, regardless of how well he's played. <laughs> Uh, I would be surprised, but he, he came in and he couldn't have he couldn't have played any better, in my opinion. For, and I, it was the same when Kerr Smith was making making his debut and, and coming on at the age of sixteen and playing in derbies and whatever. It, it blows my mind that these boys are able to play at that level. Uh, and I can't people will slate Scottish football and say that's a shitty level. 
Paul, you can't when you were 16, you reckon you could do what they were doing? No, no chance. These boys are, these boys are, they've clearly been coached well. The, the club and the manager clearly believe in them. They've went out and they've not let anybody do yesterday. We'll discuss what we're doing at 16. I think it's not a show for that. Um, <laughs> a penalty at Ibrox, eh? Unbelievable. <laughs> the, the thing is Ron I would love to sit here and slay <laughs> the decision but it was an absolute nailed on penalty and it, I was kind of I was raging at McMahon for a couple of minutes I really was I was thinking you daft so and so clearly you've stuck your arm out there it was I was it was just it was like the feeling at the end of the game I was so frustrated because we gave everything in that game and I and again, we say it every week, you don't always get what you deserve. And sometimes we don't care because we might not deserve to win again and we win again. But I felt like the effort that the players put in yesterday, given all the circumstances, uh, I think we definitely merited getting something for that game. But to be beaten 1-0, it's a nailed-on penalty. Like you, I, I, can't, I can't dress up any other way. He's, people are saying his arm was flailing. and I think he's, he stuck his arm out. That, that's my... That's my opinion on it, my view when I've seen it. Uh, and it wasn't even the ref that gave it, it was the linesman. So the linesman that uh, resides in the Loudoun Tavern, probably <laughs> he's, uh, he's flagged instantly. Yeah. It was amazing to hear. Uh, and listen, there's always bias when it's your, your own club commentary, TV and all that kind of stuff. But some of the absolute drivel that was getting brought up yesterday... Yeah, was just, especially about like fouls and stuff. Yeah, even on replays, even when they were seeing replay, there was one where it was uh, it was Scott McMahon on Scott Wright, and it was they were firing doing that the right hand side or the left. Oh, hand I can't what you're on about. It's a great tackle, isn't it? Is it that great end? tackle? An instant, and maybe I've got bias as well because I'm watching it thinking that's a great tackle because he's went that way, and that's exactly the way the balls went when he's when he slid in and done that. Uh, but they were they were on it. Oh, it's a terrible tackle. The linesman should have seen that. And then they saw the replay, and they were like, mm, "That actually wasn't a, that, that was quite a good tackle, actually." Uh, but there was one with Louis. I think I think Louis gets to slap in the puss, and you saw the replay because at first you were like, well, "What the hell happened there?" But you saw the replay, and clearly he gets a slap in the puss, and they're like, "Oh, it should have been a foul of Rangers." How are you coming to that opinion, lads? How how, how are you getting that? For what you've just seen, tell me, break that down. How are you getting United players slapped in the puss, fellow Rangers? Is it because it's at Ibrox and you normally get this? Absolute joke. But you expect these things when you're when you're watching that club's TV. Like I would like to think United are as biased as well when uh, when we were commentating on the games, but some of it's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, we slap. Talk to me, lads. Talk to me. Uh, I'd like to say <laughs> the chance right of the death um, with a header. Um, Dan Watson uh, uh, it seemed to take a while for that ball to drop but uh, off the yeah. top of the bar and you were thinking if only it was like uh, Celtic yeah. Park again when it was just like oh, chance yeah, right we, to we the were, death we, we were in the game like, I know we lost but we were in the game right to the very end right to the very end when you're only one goal doing you're always in it and Christ I mean if that ball is just a wee bit lower I'd, it's no end of them where you're thinking oh, the keeper had it covered anyway I don't think he did like when you saw the replay from behind the goal, he's kind of scrambling to get out of that side. Uh, but ultimately, it was just too high, and uh, it was it was what it was. But uh, like we mentioned as well to Watson, because he he was in a he could have had a really torrid time yesterday. He was up against Kent and Kent. All, when Kent's on his game, he's one of the best players in the country. I don't think there's any doubt about, it, regardless of what you might think. Well, 
and uh, I don't know how many good thoughts about Ryan Kent. I don't really like the guy. Yeah, he's a bit of but, a Kent. Uh, what? Uh, exactly. But I thought Watson was brilliant. Considering he's no a right wing back, he's and I, you know what? I'm not even sure what he is. I'm not sure if he's a striker or if he's a winger or or whatever he is. But again, he's no a right back. He's no a right wing back. But he was uh, he stuck to his job yesterday brilliantly, and uh, he was probably put in there for the pace because he's probably the. I think he's maybe the quickest player that we've got, which uh, is probably not saying much. Uh, but he, I thought he was outstanding again up against possibly Scotland's best winger. The thing is, we've mentioned Trevor Carson, who come in and done really, really well. A couple of great stops, and I thought he was very unlucky with the penalty, but I thought at the same time it was a very good penalty. But we have to, and we've mentioned that a lot, but uh, Mulgrew and Edwards were different class yesterday, I thought, again. Absolutely different yeah. class. Mm-hmm. And, and that leads you, that leads me to remember about the, the Rangers commentators. It was early doors in the game. And Mulgrew got the bat at his feet and they were like, oh, Charlie Mulgrew, he's at, he's at United. Now he's got a mistake in him, though. And then he passed it to somebody and they passed it to somebody and that person lost the bat. And they were like, yeah, there, there it is, there it is. You were like that. You're, you're just marking stuff up. He's not made a mistake. He gave, he gave the ball to our passes ago. But they, they weren't for letting that go. And I think he did. He did make an arse of something in around about the 84th minute where there was a ball and he was going for it. And I'm not even sure. That, there was two United players went for it and they both left it to the Rangers boy. And they were like, oh, there's that mistake. Oh, very good, lads. Because nobody else on that pitch has made a mistake today, have they? The, the, the bias against the ex-Celtic player was unbelievable, did I you, thought. Did you but, also hear very early on, they were like, United will be time-wasting, like, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly, it was like... Was it no McGregor? Was he not the only one that got booked for time-wasting? Probably. Probably. I saw um, near the end of the game when they were they were seeing the time-out and the boy Haji tried to take it in the corner and tried to do the fancy flick behind them, put it out. A wee Rabona. Huh? No being funny. I saw, I saw this man. loads mentioned on Twitter, eh? Somebody says they were looking for 20 million for him. 20 million, what? Multi ways? He's hopeless. Lira. Italian lira. No, what? <laughs> he, he was not, you know what? I've not actually saw too much of him, and he probably, he'll do well in the game because of his name, because his old man was unbelievable. But uh, he wasn't a good yesterday. And that was, and that was another funny thing. Like at the game, they said the sponsor's man of the match was the boy Haji. Are you kidding me? Was his mum and dad sponsoring the game? What a wind-up. Oh, my word. Absolute wind-up. Oh, my word. That is, that is an interesting Um But listen, um, it's a fourth consecutive defeat. Of course, it'll hurt. Um, huge pride in the young boys. I thought, you know, we went toe-to-toe with the leaders, which is saying something, you know. Um, but it is one win in the last nine. Uh, we dropped the fifth, but is it? the first game in maybe a while when we've actually went take the result aside there's a lot to build on there there's questions to be asked of are these boys now good enough to get in the team be in the squad to challenge and whatever because they've not just went and played Berwick Rangers this is like the Rangers correct name uh, that they've come up against so we can't take a wee bit more for this game in defeat than we have in previous games is probably what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I would imagine everybody would agree with that. And, and hopefully it's given the guys that actually played in the game, like your Archie, uh, that was Mr. Confident anyway, uh, Mohokri and uh, the young lad Moore, hopefully it's gave them a wee bit more belief 
if they if they were lacking in it, that they can actually play at that level against against the best that this country can offer. So loads of positives to take for yesterday. The, the, one, the one downside, I suppose, is that if Abdi's fit, they'll probably add drop out, I would imagine. Like if Harks, Fuchs, Pollock, they are come back, I'm guessing that they're probably going to drop out. Uh, but if they're, if they're in, or, in or around the squad, and also if they're ever going to be called upon again the rest of the season, I think we could all we could all be fairly hopeful that they're going to contribute in a, in a meaningful way. You know, they're not going to let anybody down. Uh, and ultimately, we lost the match, yeah. But these boys have just got some some great experience that they can they can put to good use further down the line, and quite possibly this season. But for some of them, it might not be this season. The boy Moore can't see him being a regular in the United midfield at the age of uh, sixteen. But you never know. Like you, you never know injuries. You, you just never know what's going to happen, especially just now. We, we what's going on in the wider world? We this virus seeming to seemingly attacking Abdi at the feet. So we may have to call upon these boys a wee bit in there. And if we do, I'd be quite comfortable on seeing that. I think it's as well, when you look at, obviously, the bench yesterday, you know, Flo Hottie comes on, it's 18-19. Kerr uh, Smith come on, Louis come on, Logan Chalmers was on the bench, and then it was a couple of other young boys, Thompson O'Donnell. So, you know, does it then give us and maybe a wee look into what the academy is bringing through or what, what can bring through again, We've known a mockery of Mikasin for a while, but you know the young lad Moore's come on, and then you've got an arc two new names in Thompson and O'Donnell. I, I have no idea who they are either, but just, O'Donnell. boys are getting chances, and that's yeah, you know, yeah, and and again, again, it's partly due to circumstances that they're getting their chance, but they, they didn't let anybody down. They did not let anybody down. Now another thing that I, I should say, and I, and I feel when you go to Ibrox like they did yesterday, there's no expectations like. Uh, I, th- I thought we would get pumped, uh, and that might be me being a shitey fan. But uh, when I saw the team, I was thinking we're we're struggling here. We're up against it because better, mere ex- don't want to say better teams, mere experienced United sides have went there and been absolutely pumped. Uh, so I, I wasn't overly confident about what was going to happen over the ninety minutes, but there was no expectations, and and they performed very very well. You need these boys to go into games against like a Livingston or a Ross County or something where there are expectations on them. Like we, we, we're not demanding that we win the game, but United fans are thinking we should be beating Livingston. We should be beating Ross County. That's when it's different. Like because they're, they're, they're then, they would then be playing games where there is an expectation on them and just surviving, just holding your own. doesn't really cut it. You've got to take that next step. And uh, and that would be the next test for the guys. But you can only judge them on what we've saw. And what we saw yesterday was uh, the, f- the first test for many of them. And I would say they all passed it. We flying colours. Man of the match. Moore. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What are you getting it to? Young Arch. It's between him and Dan Watson <laughs> for me. Yeah, Purely Dan because Watson's the boy Moore went off. No his doing, but... That's yeah, yeah. I would. I thought they two were really good. I thought Young Arch is. I just think he's an he's an old head on young shoulders. I just think he plays the game. It's a good player. Same with Mock. I mean, they play it differently, but the way Mockery is quite happily picking a ball up and just going with. It. Can I'm not mm. expecting Mockery to knock knock sixteen passes together tiki taka. I want him to pick a ball up and go. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But Arch just seems to 
just do it a wee bit different. I like that. And I, I thought you've already mentioned, you know, how Darren Watson played, you know, as a right wing back and kept uh, Kent quiet and just put a great shift in. But again, mind, he come on against Rangers, didn't he? At the start of the yes. season and he was shutting yeah. things down. We're thinking, what's he bringing him on for? Like, yeah. what's this yeah. young boy? He should be sitting and playing his energy. Xbox. Energy and wow. pace. Energy and pace. Absolutely. I mean, pace is something that as a team we lack. And we've been lacking pace for an awfully long time, as well as like a, a couple of other things, like we're a wee bit of light up front. But, but pace, but to me, like pace is so important in a football team. It can... It can cover up for a lot of like things that you're not good at in your game. Like just just say Watson was was fairly stinking at actually marking somebody. His pace would maybe get him out some of the situations. Now I'm not saying he was. He done very well yesterday. But we just we seem to lack boys with sheer pace, uh, and he's one of them. So we need to we need to try and incorporate him. I would say that he'll probably be on the bench at the very least when everybody's fit, mm-hmm. just because he's that different option. Or I would or I would certainly like to believe that he'll be on the bench. But moving forward, if we can find some players with pace, then I'd be a wee bit more happy and comfortable. So there's three things United have lacked, according to Paul. Pace, chances, goal scorers, and chilli and cheese on hot dogs. That's four. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, really. I could. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Um, so obviously, listen, boys need to stop licking door handles and doing whatever else and getting boys back and... I suppose it's obviously 10 days, right? I'm hoping these are they're going to be back for next Sunday. Yeah, well, who knows? I, I, I have no idea. No idea. Depends when they got it. Exactly. So, Depends when they got it. I mean, listen, there might be... I hear, I hear of people that do have it. I hope they're all right. Yes. First and foremost. Yes. Uh, if, and, if, and if they're back, great, because that means that they're all right and they're fit. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, obviously, if, if people have got it, I hope they get it really, really mild, and it doesn't it doesn't leave them flat on their back. Indeed, uh, we'll get we'll get to the preview in a second. But obviously, for, for their fans booing a sixteen-year-old being stretchered off uh, to then apparently attacking the team bus. Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any apparently about it. I think uh, it was attacked. I think Wendy's were put in. Uh, Although they buses, they've got like double, they're kind of just double glazed, but there's there's certainly a couple of panes there. Uh, so for the report that I've read, certainly there was no, no brick actually made it through both panes of glass into the bus. But that's, I mean, you would have shit yourself. I've been driving along the Clippy Road in Mild certain years ago and somebody threw a snub at my car and I absolutely shot myself and if a car was coming for the other direction I'd have been dead because I was on the wrong side of the road for about five seconds we shite in my brakes so it's bad games for people log- uh, lobbing doggies at the bus like but it's no surprise is it let's be honest no you put it like that not at all uh, the table as it is obviously with the results uh, there are um, games to be played midweek we'll get to that um, as the table is Rangers top one in first place 48 points set like second 41 Hearts in third with 33 uh, then it's uh, Motherwell 4th 28 we're in 5th with 25 Aberdeen 6th with 24 Hibs 7th 23 Livingston 8th with 20 uh, St Mirna 9th with 18 Dundee 10th with 16 Ross County 11 with 15 and St Johnston bottom with 14 points, which brings us to our next match, which is Boxing Day a week today as we record this, obviously. 
they are in the cup final later today against Celtic and they also play Aberdeen on Wednesday. They are uh, they've got rid of Pep Ross, he is gone. The second coming of Guardiola has gone, but they've had the feeks in aren't they? They have, yeah. Well they had a they had a few games cancelled. They did, yes. Uh, and that's how I was saying I didn't can you've obviously explained it a wee bit, but they must uh, they must have been riddled with to get games cancelled. Indeed. Because they've yes. got an awful lot of players. Yes, they have. Um they are I mean a lot's been made obviously where I think Jack Ross won one in nine and got binned mm. and then our record we were on and some fans are going, Oh, that's terrible because Jack Ross has went with us. Jack Ross been that joke to you. Let's let's move on. Let's, we're, we're, it's a wee bit different here. Massive budget as well in comparison. Um, but they are, they're not on a great run. Like they have they've not had a great time. What they obviously had the massive result in the League Cup against uh, Rangers in the semi-final when they won 3-1 they thought their fans maybe thought well if had four defeats in a row might go on something they got beat for mm-hmm. Ross County the bits in Johnson mm-hmm. it's only us that couldn't have bits in Johnson in the latest run of results but then obviously Rangers have beat them they've drew with Motherwell they've lost to Livy they drew with uh, Hibs and then they beat Dundee uh, during the week there uh, 1-0 they couldn't have drew with Hibs yeah, they drew with St Martin. <laughs> there we go. Another team also licking door handles. <laughs> yeah, but they've been doing it for the last twelve years. Uh, they love it, so they do. They love it, so they do. We had to speak about the Dens Park Donna, don't it? Did you see his own goal midweek against uh, the Hobbies? My God. Couldn't have finished any better, eh? He couldn't, eh? Like, have you heard a tread today that at the other end of the park? Not to hope that we'd have went and that uh, was... Uh, it's a classic. One of the boys in, in our uh, another group chat about he's a Dundee fan, and he was like, "What's he doing there? Like, what is he doing?" It's like, well, he's just made an air shot for a corner, I think, or something. So he's had to bomb uh, back. He's then back. He's he, done loads right. He's, <laughs> he's then got into a position. He's like, "I need to go for this mm-hmm. now." We could go and cross in twenty, a hundred bars to him now. I don't think he'd do uh, that again. No chance. Absolutely no incredible nah. stuff. Was, I mean, my, really my heart was bleeding for him, I'll tell you. I felt dead sorry yeah. for him. Oh, I, I never laughed <laughs> for any longer than at least seven minutes. I, I was really upset for the lady as well. Yeah. Oh, I tell you. I tell you. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know, mate. I mean, I, I, don't know, like, I don't like mentioning Dundee fun, mate. I don't like admitting I've got Dundee supporting mates, but we are do because it's that unique relationship we've got as two clubs. But he, uh, he, was, <laughs> he said we really are the fun are we I was like yes you are what a yes. week of fun what a week of fun <laughs> Captain Fantastic at the start of it old McMullen header and bars Cummins turning up when he shouldn't have been can of train oh what a laugh I tell you if you need just a wee bit of light entertainment when you're expecting 12 year olds to play Rangers at the weekend they delivered in their, <laughs> in their droves it was class um I t- although I seen a photo yesterday, and I mean it was a good photo because you didn't see much of Dens, but the fog yesterday was unbelievable. How some of the games managed to finish? It's incredible yeah. stuff. My mate yeah, put. Fog. I think Hearts have just scored, but I can't see. <laughs> it's probably for the best. <laughs> well, just just call it the hands up, man. There we go. <laughs> so that's fine. Um, <laughs> but Hibs are the visitors to Tannadice on uh, Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've obviously got the cup final today uh, they then play Aberdeen midweek which uh, might be for the cup game it might be a rearranged I'm not sure but I know they've got a fair few games to play with these 
uh, cancellations and stuff like that. So, listen, it doesn't matter. We've two teams that are no on great runs, but in the games we've played, you know, um, they beat us in the, the League Cup at, at Tanadice in a game that on paper looks like we've been pumped, but, mm, and then, well, you've said it as well, it's the best performance of the season was at Easter Road in October. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And if you can play like that again, then I'd be fairly comfortable and, and confident about getting the three points. But you just you just never know. I mean, especially just now, we, we didn't know what team we're going to be seeing. We didn't know if it's going to be a hybrid of your regulars and maybe some of the boys that we saw yesterday, or if it's still going to be the same as yesterday, or if it'll be Abdi back. We just didn't know. No idea. But it's it's definitely a game. We're here to try and get back uh, in, uh, into the winning the one in ways like because uh, this can drag on and as much as winning's a habit losing can be a habit as well yeah, and we're just here to snap out of this so no better game today than Hibs and then obviously after that we'll speak about it next week we've got a couple of big games coming up as well before the break so uh, I would rather go into that break on the back of a couple of wins rather than thinking Christ we've no one for 12 games so let's just get touring about them mm. um, mention the squad as well um I mean, the injury list, taking away the COVID list, but the injury list is still relatively large. Mark McNulty, Lance Biamu, Liam Smith, Dylan Levitt, Lewis Nielsen's been back, though. That's I've not seen him yeah. for a long time. And yeah. obviously Sheep uh, looks Sheep, like he's uh. going to be a couple of weeks as well, at least. And obviously now we can add uh, young Craig Moore, because currently he's part of that first team, days no. So, yeah. And then you've got, the, obviously, the COVID six but then you've got boys like you know I know Matt Reynolds is not the club captain but he's still not in the squad yesterday but again yeah. just uh, Callum Butcher suspended that's a whole team uh, yeah yeah easy yeah, easy but again it's, that's why you've got the that, that's why it's so important for the manager to have the belief that he has in all these players and he's always said it it doesn't it doesn't appear to be bullshit for the way that I'm, I'm picking him up on it He's always he's always had the belief that these guys are good enough, and when they get their chance, they'll be given their chance. And uh, <clears throat> and he, he feels that they're not going to let him down. And so far, we haven't. It. You know, the, there's been a few games this or there's been quite a few games this season where we've not been that great. But it's it's not been the fault of the young boys when they've came in and tried to do a job for us. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to next week just to get back. Uh, it's going to be three three games in a weekend Dundee so that's something I look forward to as well once we get the, the presents out the way next Saturday uh, but yeah I'm, I'm, what am I getting? Uh, you're getting hee-haw ah. but uh, Billy will get a couple of presents uh, hmm. a couple of penny chews or something <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it and I think that Hibs uh, they might not be there for the taking but the game's certainly there to be won so get to run about them as I said yeah uh, obviously not had an update on the website or social media as far as I've seen today but the remaining tickets for the Dundee Derby on the 2nd of January went on general sale uh, Saturday morning at 9 o'clock over mm-hmm. 3,000 tickets already sold including the Shankly stand sold out following the season ticket holders priority period a few hundred tickets remained unsold for a portion of the main stand allocated to away fans and uh, the best part about it is the absolute meltdown for up the road to the fact we're getting so many tickets or areas love it yeah, but, we, but we, we're we not getting anything that we haven't no. had in the past no. I don't know and, and let's be honest here if Dundee if the, the people that made the decisions at Dens were of the opinion that they could sell three sides of that ground themselves then they would of course they would but they obviously can't 
and then that's why. I mean, they, their tickets have been on sale for around about seven weeks. Easy. Well, uh, that, that, four no, weeks. Yeah. Four, four, five weeks. It'll be seven weeks before the game started, mm-hmm. uh, I think. And they've still not sold out. No. So, and, and but again, again, I, I know, and, and I'm, I'm a wee bit surprised that United haven't sold out yet because usually that's quite a high demand, but it's always a high demand game. But uh, I think... It, there might be something because uh, people aren't sure. Like, I mean, we, we may, me and you may have tickets for it, but we're still not hundred percent certain we're going to be getting into that game yet. Anything could change uh, with the way that things are going uh, with, with this virus. It's still kicking about and no bugger enough. So people might be hudding off on that, thinking, "Well, can it's looking like we're not even getting into the game, so I'll no bother buying a ticket." But would I be right in saying it's not even on the TV? Nope, it's not on the TV. No, it's not on the TV. So it's not like you. It's not like you've got another way to see it. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm slightly surprised that, it's, that certainly the United tickets haven't sold out yet. And uh, I'm absolutely as unsurprised as anybody that Dundee haven't sold out there. Correct. I never do. Right, I'm going to take a wee break just now and hand over to Paul for uh, everyone's favourite parts now of the podcast because people have no down tools, the women are still playing and of course he'll begin with the infamous loan report. The loan report. <laughs> Got Mark Connolly and Ross Graham at Dunfermline. It was a strange mixed news day down in Ayrshire as Dunfermline headed west to face Kelly. Connolly started the game and played the full 63 minutes before the match was abandoned with the scores level at 1 all. Ross was again on the bench, and after the match, Tommy Wright was punted. All in all, happy with that. Reese Caves at Airdrionians. This was another match that never lasted the full 90 on Saturday as it was abandoned in 74 minutes due to the fog. The scores at the time of the abandonment were 2-1 to Airdrie, but Reese never made the squad. Flynn Duffy at Peterhead. Flynn and his Peterhead pals headed for a place where I've been a few times, but I've never seen a United win whilst I'm there. Dumbarton. Flynn started this one and again played at left back. And what was another accomplished performance from the young man, the side have come back up the road with all three points as they have ran out 3-2 winners on the day. Flynn played for 83 minutes before being withdrawn. Nathan Cooney at Elgin City. Although Nathan got himself back into the starting lineup for Elgin last week, it was back to being an unused sub for them this past Saturday as they drew two all at home to Stenhouse Muir. Lennon Walker and Finn Robson at Spartans. Last week I mentioned that Finn had suffered an injury in his match with the Spartans but wasn't sure exactly what he has done. As I sit here today, a full week later, I've still no idea what the crack is, but I can tell you that he wasn't in the matchday squad for his side's trip to Cumbernauld to face the Colts. Given that Jack Newman apparently headed back to Tannadice a couple of months ago, that only left Lennon as the lone Spartans' lone on the night. He started this one on the bench, though. As for Cumbernauld Colts, as all of you loan report listeners will know, Sean Brown has been on loan there all season and has been doing very well for himself. Last week, due to their shite social media, I wasn't able to say whether or not Sean had taken any part in their match. Well, it's the same again this week. Absolute amateur hour for them and for me. Hopeless. What I can tell you about the match, though, is that Lennon was introduced to the fray in 65 minutes with the scores at 0-0. He came on, played well, and helped his team to a 1-0 victory. Adam Hutchison at University of Stirling. Adam and his Stirling buddies were due to play Galaferidine Rovers at the weekend, but the game was postponed due to a frozen pitch. Rory Adams at Lothian Thistle Hutchie Vale. 
It was a home game for Big Rory in the last game before Santa comes and there was an early Christmas present in the form of a clean sheet for him. The match itself, like the weather, was a pretty drab affair with Rory not really under much pressure. It perked up in the second half with Hutchie Vale having a number of chances before taking the lead with a headed goal in the second half. Bluebell then tried to apply a bit of pressure and the end of the match was a bit frantic with two corners and injury time. Rory dealt with both of these and Hutchie took the points before the weather closed in. Another 90-minute performance for Rury and his team won 1-0. Not sure if Rury's loan will be extended or not as it's due to run out at the end of this month. The Academy lads. The Academy boys were once again back in action for what seems like the first time in weeks. Four weeks to be exact. Last Friday, they hosted the Rangers and Lynx Park in Montrose was the venue. Revenge was in their minds as the Rangers were the first team to inflict defeat on the Academy lads this season as they ran out 3-1 victors down in Glasgow. It was a lightning start to the game, as within nine seconds, the young terrors caught their opponents napping and took the lead through Stuart Heenan. United took kick-off, rolled the ball back to Aaron Donald, who lofted a pass over the extremely high the Rangers line for the winger to latch onto and stroke the ball under the onrushing Jack McConnell. 1-0 the good guys. The first half was an end-to-end affair with both teams having chances to score, but it was the bad guys that managed to do so by levelling things up with what can only be described as a sloppy goal to concede. The second half failed to produce as many opportunities, although United controlled the majority of possession, easily breaking the first line of the Rangers' press, but failing to pick the lock when faced with a compact midfield and defence who kept a relatively high engagement line. There was no further scoring on the day and the match finished 1-0 a point of peace being a relatively fair reflection of a thoroughly entertaining match. The women's team. Last week, I told you that the ladies were due to play Killy at home, and I even went as far as to predict that they'd win 5-0. Well, I wasn't far off. Graham Hart's girls put their West Coast opponents to the sword and ran out comfortable 4-0 winners with goals from Neve Guthrie, Cassie Cowper, Danny McGinley, of course, and an own goal. The win lifted them to the top of the table with 25 points out of the available 27. The ladies have won every league game, bar one, so far this season, and that was against Glasgow, the team that they welcome to the RPC today, as we are recording this. If the girls can win that game, they will be in an incredibly good position to really kick on, like you know, you traditionally do, after the Christmas and New Year period and title running, and it should be a great viewing. Seeing as I made a prediction about the scoreline last week, I'm going to do the same again the day, Rondo. I reckon that the team will see off their Ouija counterparts 2-0. I'm on the ladies' team. Another couple of things to mention with regards to the ladies' team is that their under-17 side won their league last week by rounding off the season with a 7-1 win. And Jade McLaren from the big team was up for Player of the Month for November, but the winner has not been announced yet. Fingers crossed for Jade, and congratulations to the under-17s on winning their league. As for the first team manager, Graham Hart, he was in hospital for an operation this past week, so Rondo and myself would like to wish him well in his recovery. All the best to you, Graham. 126 episodes, and never once have we had so many outtakes. (laughs) We will save them for a rainy day, I think. If only you people knew what's going on. Right, um... (laughs) Well, actually, because it it never feels really Christmassy, um, even though it is the 19th of December as we record this, and because it's no snar and we're not under 10 feet of snar, but uh, what's on your Christmas list? What are you looking for? What are you wanting? What are you wanting? Three points points on boxing. What else are you looking for? Like a hobby craft gift card or... 
<laughs> no, no, strangely enough, that's no on my list this year. And uh, Christ, to be honest, it's never been on my list any year. And I'll no be on it next year either. Uh, I, I, here, I'm at an age where it doesn't really matter. And I, I get told all the time for, for people, you're a nightmare at Buffer because you never give us any, anything, any ideas of what you want. I, I don't know want that. Just get the burn some, and I'm happy with that. I'm low maintenance when it comes to that. Get a bar of chocolate. If you insist on buying something, buy us a bar of chocolate. Find the chocolate. Sure talk, Make sure it's in the big dairy milks. A big dairy, dairy milk is that your favourite? Your dairy milk man? I wouldn't say that was my favourite. There's, there's no favourite when it comes to bars of chocolate for me, Rondo. Anything you don't like? Dark chocolate. I agree with you there. Uh, Bourneville, that kind of shit. I mean, what's all that about? Uh, it's, it's no good. What like. was Mister Bourneville thinking? Uh, Did he make a mistake? The only the only time dark chocolate was acceptable is, and you might judge me how you want, but put it in your bolognese or your mince. Oh, I've, I've never done that. But then I've never made bolognese or mince. <laughs> so uh, that's how I've never done it. The thing is, as well, it's not even can a I joke. On a big tie. Of course you can. Mince on a big tie is class. No, I'm on about Bourneville. Of course you can. Do what you want. Do what you want. Fuck a chocolate big tie. Why not? <laughs> Never had it. Just go go right over the score. First in. Um, Tales from Tardy Street's completely sold out. Uh, the Sports Foundation might do a reprint in the new year if there is sufficient demand. Again, if you've got a copy, you might hear a copy coming for Santa or whatever, or you've bought and you've not got around to reading it. It's brilliant. I've been wanting my way through it like a. The thing is, Paul, I don't know if you've started reading yours yet, but I've no reading mine in read. order. I'm just grabbing, I'm just going to something and starting to read it, and it's just did, so good. Did you read the, the bit about me and Andy Crichton? You read that bit? I've read that bit. He's a right good looking yeah. boy, that Andy Crichton. <laughs> he, that, I, mean, he's, he, I don't think he's, he's never been called handsome. Ruggedly handsome, I think. Really, handsome at the start really of the show. It's quite rare that he gets to tell that. <laughs> <laughs> Ruggedly handsome. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, it was an absolute delight to be involved in. We did actually mention uh, a wee while ago. And I think we posted a photo of it. We we done a bit of filming with the BBC. Uh, and that looks like it's going to be on in February. So we'll tell you more about it when we get it. We had to clear up a few few things this week to basically okay it. Uh, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, it's that long since we've done it. I can't quite remember what was going on. But um, yeah, looking forward to that. So when we get more info, we'll tell you about it. But anyway... This is a bit of Sports Foundation. They've raised over 230 grand for the club, charities and funds project since it began. To join up with hundreds of fellow Arabs, go to dusf.scot forward slash pledge and you can be united and join the foundation. The United Futures Lottery jackpot. Guess what? Snow been won again. Snow been won again. So it's £2,000 <laughs> on uh, Christmas Eve. Snow bar, is it? What a present. What well here you ask me what I want. I'll tell you that. There you go. Sign up, get the details, unitedlottery.co.uk. And remember all the proceeds go to support our academy. Alright, it's games of goals time. Five points up for grabs. You just have to match the five players to the amount of games they played or the goals they scored. For everyone you get correct, you get a point. Don't resource. Easy for me to say. Resource allowed is the Arab Archive. It's currently Ronnie 41, Paul 43. Uh, any call outs last week on questions or anything? No, no, no. It was, there wasn't uh, any shite housery last week, I think. I think it was all good. I think uh, Richie Rockefeller maybe pulled up for no in any shite housery, but was no, it, was, it was fine. It was just accepted last week. It's a wee bit <laughs> boring, was it? <laughs> Put it wherever you want. You're two points ahead, mate. So, you know, 
three three points gets you the the holy grail of being five, but you get the you get the five points, seven ahead. Holy shit balls. Amazing. Nobody's had in. No, you'd need to be doing really shite didn't get any right. I mean that's that's just hard luck, is it? <laughs> so it goes. It depends if you're what sort of numbers and players you're dishing out the day. Right. You ready? Let's do it. Pen pe at the ready? Yeah. Paper at the ready or are you just writing on the wall? No, no. Pen and paper. We're good. Oh, okay. Right. One of these great pens that I like. Uh, with the oh, different coloured uh, what are you using them. green and blue for is that because you're an no, ugly absolute, sister absolutely not using green and blue okay. I took them in zoo actually <laughs> <laughs> right you ready for these yes okay player number one Alex Cleland mm-hmm. he played a lot of games allegedly uh-huh. Jim Lachlan mm, he played quite a few games John Souter Radoslav Chesniak Okay, I kind of spell Chesniak but I'll just write Rado down <laughs> And uh, I'll leave this one open to your interpretation but I will confirm it A man with great hair Stuart Armstrong Correct Stuart Armstrong Then I got a point Just down you. Ah, oh, damn it Right, ready for your numbers? Yeah <laughs> Okay. Two. Two. Okay. Three. <laughs> One hundred and thirty-six. One hundred and fifty. And a hundred and eighty-three. Ooh. Right. It's at this point after we've just padded that for three minutes, people are already tech or tweeting. Bring back who am I? <laughs> nah, never, never. Right, okay. Rado was here for a good few years. Played a lot of games. Jim Lachlan, I'm thinking it's goals for him. I kind of, I kind of envisage him having played even 136 games. I'd be amazed. And Kenny scored in a derby because I was there and I was pushed. It's the only time I've ever been pushed at the football. I think that derby that what night. score? Three two. I think us. <laughs> but, but as I say I was touched it was at Ben's I remember that and I ended up in the Mardi Gras after it for some reason which is very un-McNuckle like I don't know I, I have no idea I, I wasn't myself that night clearly what were you doing were you just grabbing a granny or is that what you doing now no I, I, I can't grab anybody lad <laughs> uh, some people are like I bet he grabs himself (laughs) anyway Alex Cleland Jim Lachlan John Suter Rado Stuart Armstrong 2, 3 136 150 183 obviously Jim Lachlan's going to be like 183 or something like that goals that he conceded Uh let in made an Erso tell you what I'll I'll let Paul just I'll give Paul 30 seconds but the amount of players you go through on games of goals because it's five each a week like I've already used a player twice (laughs) but that's that's fine though right I've I've got my list I've got my list right okay hit me Uh, yeah right here goes big fat zero Alec Cleland what about for fuck's sake I've got 12 people at the same end again Right, Jeezy peeps. Right, no, Alec Cleland, 183. <laughs> this happens every week. How, uh, you, you've been guilty of that now. How is it possible? 
Like Alec Cleland, 183. Jim Laughlin, 3. John Souter, 2. Rado, 136. And Stuart Armstrong, 150. Alec Cleland scored 10 goals. Did he? Christ. Oh, so. Made 183 appearances. Okay, right, one. I'll take that. Jim Laughlin made 96 appearances. Mm-hmm. Scored three goals. Yes. John Souter. It's got to be two goals. Made. It's got to be. <laughs> 73 appearances, scored two goals. Yes. <laughs> so you're left for Rado and Stuart and Armstrong. And you know what? I'm Straight away, I thought Armstrong was 150. Straight away. So I'll be surprised if I'm wrong here. But I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want me to tell you what Rado appeared or Stuart Armstrong? How many goals Armstrong? did Rado score? <laughs> Stuart Armstrong scored 22. Yeah, that's decent. decent. 22 and 150, hopefully. Stuart Armstrong made 100 and... 36 appearances plus 14. Yeah! <laughs> Full house. Get in. Bastard. <laughs> yes! Delighted with that. Uh, absolutely. I, I could tell, eh? I could tell. I mean, <laughs> somebody's getting at the right. I'll tell you that much. Right, move on. Uh, <laughs> the Dose Fox podcast shop is still, in sell- is still selling merch. Can't even speak now. Fucking raging. Uh, but we cannot <laughs> guarantee Christmas delivery now. Uh, the shop will probably close Christmas through in New Year, possibly. Um, but if you have ordered, thank you very much to the last minute orders that we've tried to get through. There's a couple of things we are waiting on. Hopefully, it'll arrive by Christmas. But um, we do appreciate every single one of you. Right. You might have heard there's this new variant kicking about a virus, right? So, at the minute, right now, at seven minutes past two, on Sunday the 19th of December, the live show is going ahead. Now, that could change the morning, that could change the day, that could change this week. So the info I'm giving you now is basically how we're working, right? So, if you're coming to the show and you fancy yourself against Paul, no in a fight, because what's the point? But at games or goals, and for one night only, who am I? Then send us a DM on our social media and you could play them on the night and you can win yourself some Dode Fox merch, right? So that's cool. You can do that. Get in touch. Any of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're at Dode Fox Podcast. Obviously, I could set us up for a fall here and nabed you'll do it and then we'll work something out. But if you would like to take Paul on, drop us a DM, I'll get in touch with you and uh, you, you will get to set the, um, the, the, the kind of players. You can set the who are my guesses and whatever and, and that's all day right and so we're looking for two people to play games of goals and for one night only who am I right, so drop us a DM now just let you know the way the theatre are working at the moment in line with the recently updated uh, guidance masks will be mandatory while attending the theatre unless you're medically exempt and the theatre advising to take lateral flow tests before attending the show track and trace information will be taken on arrival we have of course got uh lots of people's contact details already but that will happen on the night hand sanitizer will be available and there'll be regular cleaning of high traffic touch points 
at the moment. Again, that is currently the 9th of December where we're at. Myself and Paul have spoken a couple of times about the show. Um, until we are told otherwise, we are happy to run with the show. If obviously half the audience email us, message us and go, no danger, then we can look at postponing it. We won't be cancelling it. We would obviously just move it. Uh, so that's where we're at with the live show. But right now, it is going ahead. But who knows what could happen this week and if lockdowns are coming for 27th and entertainment will shut for a few weeks then we're pumped I mean for that's what will happen and then we will work to a new date I would imagine it'll likely be February which puts other plans that we had doing the line back a bit but it is what it is we can't do anything about it we want to have a safe environment for everyone to be there we want everyone to come and enjoy themselves and uh, and you know and switch off the shite that's going on in the world for two and a half hours to listen to mere shite really is, is what we're trying to say so um, that's where we're at at the moment um, it's happening thank you very much to everyone who's bought tickets and dare I say looking forward to coming along but if you want to play games of goals or for one night only who am I get in touch send us a DM and I'll message you and we'll take it away for Paul so he doesn't see it but there we go mm-hmm. anything else is that, is that that's pretty much covered no you've nailed it there we, we obviously it goes without saying we really hope that it still goes ahead but it's it's completely out of our hands unfortunately but uh, we, we'll just keep our fingers crossed and hopefully we can see Abdi on the ninth. on this day in association with the Arab Archive preserving the history of Dundee Football Club since 2006 before we start today as we record this marks the third anniversary of the Ogren era at Dundee United happy anniversary 20th of December will be our focus though three games and three birthdays because I thought we might need a full time and make it really happy but we're already over an hour but it's fine 1986 is where we're heading to start with 10 minutes were left on the clock hearts led by a single goal and the prospect of a United win looked remote to say the least then Jim McAnally and Eamon Bannon combined to give Paul Sturrock a clear view of goal and Luggy slotted the ball past Smith Two minutes later, Eamon Bannon embarked on a run for midfield. From the edge of the box, he dragged the ball wide to the left before firing in a superb low shot to the far post. Remarkably, Ian Ferguson's last-minute goal was even more breathtaking. He robbed Sandy Jardin 40 yards out and promptly propelled a lob. What a phrase that is. High into the net over a bemused Henry Smith. That completed a blistering 10-minute spell, which plucked two points out of the jaws of defeat. United 3 Hearts won. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't remember much of the game, uh, but I was there and I remember that that goal. Have you saw Ferguson's goal? Uh, I think I have, and I tried to uh, watch it this morning, but the internet was playing up here. It was a nightmare. Uh, it's, it's absolutely class. He just rifles it right over him and then he goes to celebrate with the shed whilst pointing at Henry Smith and laughing. Class. <laughs> Definitely seen absolutely that. Absolutely class. <laughs> uh, some early relief. In 1997, when a cross for Shellolfson fell Andy McLaren to drive home, when Shellolfson headed in a Mark Perry cross with less than half an hour played, a long-awaited victory appeared a certainty. However, even although reduced to 10 men, the Fermers had other ideas. Paul Kane's freak goal pegging back a lead and ensuing an uncomfortable final few minutes before a welcome win was confirmed. It was United 2, St Johnston 1. 2005 now. And it was stated leading up to the game that changes were a very real possibility. Strap yourself in for some of these names. Uh, boss Gordon Chisholm carried out the threat as Stuart Duff, Lee Miller and David Fernandez were all left out the side that lost at Livingston. In their place came Peter Canero, Grant Brebner and Jim McIntyre, 
Agent McIntyre. As United lined up 4-4-2. The breakthrough deservedly came. 25 minutes, it was a strike which dis- uh, displayed both simplicity and brilliance. It was a long free kick by Paul's favourite United goalie, Derek Stilley. Uh, it was flicked on by <laughs> Jim McIntyre and composed, as you like, Colin Samuel. Lifted the ball over an on-rushing keeper, Alan McGregor. Aye, that Alan McGregor. Instead of lifting the home side, however, the goal served to fire up Dunfermline, who were level again within six minutes with the first clear attempt on goal. They won a free kick wide on the right, delivered by Lee Makel, met by the head of Scott Wilson, who headed firmly into the right corner, unchallenged. Despite controlling the match until this point, United almost found themselves behind after Andy Todd came close for the Fifers. Still, he initially made a good save from a Greg Ross header before Todd missed from close range under pressure for the United defence. United were, however, back in front four minutes before half-time after Greg Shields handed Barry Robson a set-piece opportunity for a foul on Samuel. The winger curled a shot from the right side of the box, was crept in the bottom left corner with visiting goalkeeper McGregor looking slow to react. That Alan McGregor... Arsehole. Anyway, United 2, Dunfermline 1. Three birthdays for you, right? Three of them. First birthday boy signed on loan for United under Ray McKinnon and went on to make 39 appearances for the club. I've got nothing else to add, really. Happy 24th birthday today to Harry Lewis. Harry Lewis, are you still in Southampton? Still on the bench at Southampton, even when they had no goalie the other week, they went and signed another goalie. Hmm. He had his he had his moments, but he, he was just a young laddie, wasn't he? Yes, just a young laddie when he was at us. Next up, a championship winner who made fifty-two appearances for the club, scoring five goals, including a double versus Partick Thistle in August twenty eighteen. Craig Curran also scored that day. Shudder. Paul Watson's thirty-one today. And clubless, I think, is he not? Indeed, he is. Yes. I think he got punted for the pars. Well, now, happy birthday to you. Now, I'm not spreading a rumour here, right? But somebody tell me that apparently he went on the paddy and Mac, but went on holiday. That can't be true. I, th- uh, I don't know if it's true, but I think that's what the manager at the time, Peter Grant, alluded to. Yeah, oh. yeah, without actually naming him, oh. but it was kind of that was kind of obvious who he was speaking about. But different, that, is it? Well, anyway. hey-ho. The last one for today is, um, well, let's just get into it. Two months into the 98-99 season, Paul Sturrock shelled out half a million quid for the striker. That's probably all I need to say, but let's give you some more. He made his debut against Kilmarnock in October of 98. His first goal came a week later, a winner against Hearts at Tynecastle. By the end of the season, he only found the net once more in nearly 30 appearances. Released in September 2000, he joined York City. 50 appearances... Six goals, £500,000 down the pan. Alex Matthew is 53 today. Can you remember him? Not just at United, but in general. Did he play for Newcastle, Ipswich, something like that? He played for Ipswich. He was a, he was a good player. But for us, he was utter garbage. He was just rubbish for United. Eh? Really, really piss poor. But... Uh, Oh well, 53. I'll be a birthday act. Mm. I'm a wee bit disappointed that you've thrown names about there like uh, Craig Kern, Alan McGregor, uh, Wiles, Stilly. I mean, this is this was a fairly positive podcast considering we got bit yesterday. And now you've went up near the edge with three uh, earth holes 
in the same bloody wee segment. Listen. Not acceptable, Rondo. I've not, fin- your game, I've not finished yet. Oh, for goodness sake. Home to Hibs on Boxing Day next weekend. And because nobody actually listens to this bit of let's let us know how you'll get on, here's a question for you instead if you are still listening. Would you rather sit in a bath of diarrhoea or stand under a shower of sick? Have a great week. We're at Toad Fox Podcast on social media. Grab some merch at toadfoxpodcast.com. Stay safe. Stop getting the feeks. And don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole. Hey.